Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. The word reflection literally means to bounce back light or sound waves. I like this concept because in many ways, you are holding up a figurative mirror to yourself and your life when you take time to consider what's happened. Then you're giving it meaning by assessing why you did what you did, how you feel about your experiences, and what you'd like to do about it. A reflective practice requires a conscious effort to think about events and develop insights into them, and it's a key component to continuous learning and, as such, continuous improvement. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping overwhelmed clients make space for what matters. Join me each episode as we explore ways to live a more proactive, productive life with topics and guests that speak to simplifying, self-awareness, systems, and so much more. I understand overwhelm personally as a fellow multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and since we're coming up to the end of the calendar year, I thought it was time to do an episode on the practice of yearly reflection. Around this time of year, many people begin setting New Year's resolutions, and if you followed me anywhere on social media for any amount of time, you know I take issue with them. So today, I want to set the record straight. If you love your New Year's resolutions, by all means, go for it. Productivity comes from doing what's right for you. But if you're like me, and you've struggled with resolutions for years, maybe to the point where you've actually uttered the words, My resolution is no more resolutions. Know that there's a better way, and we're talking about it today. So why do I take issue with resolutions as a coach and as a person who's tried and failed to set and hold them? I want to understand what's going on with them. And based on the research, I'm not alone in understanding that they aren't effective. They're popular, but the stats are backing me up 80% of New Year's resolutions fail across the board. And people are most likely to give up resolutions by about January 19th. That's not even a month in. So kudos to the ones who keep them. I mean, that's amazing. But for the rest of us, those resolutions we quit stay with us as a feeling of failure, which just adds insult to injury. So we need to do something different. Okay, Lisa, no more resolutions. I get it. But then what do I do? I still want to affect change. Of course, I got you. (laughs) Let's start today by talking about the power of reflection and what you can do now and throughout the year to assess where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. This sets the foundation for your goals and the habits that will support them, because that's really the key. The word reflection literally means to bounce back light or sound waves. I like this concept because in many ways, You are holding up a figurative mirror to yourself and your life when you take time to consider what's happened. 
Then you're giving it meaning by assessing why you did what you did, how you feel about your experiences, and what you'd like to do about it. A reflective practice requires a conscious effort to think about events and develop insights into them, and it's a key component to continuous learning and, as such, continuous improvement. There are so many benefits to reflection. It helps you get the data you need to plan properly and to troubleshoot problems. It helps you step out of automation mode where you're mindlessly acting and encourages you to be more intentional. When you reflect regularly, you are most likely to catch problems when it's easier to solve them. And when your reflective practice becomes its own habit, you'll do it more efficiently and more often, which only increases the benefit. It's a positive domino effect. Now you can start to see why I would recommend this practice instead of resolutions. While resolutions are limited in scope and effectiveness, a reflective practice continually looks for solutions with a holistic approach. And bonus, it can overlap with the practice of gratitude. Reflection isn't just an annual thing, though we're talking about it in that context today. It can happen during regular intervals that work for you. Daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, as well as yearly. And it also works really well at the end of a specific project or timeline. And as you practice it, you'll be able to tap into it in the moment as well, kind of an on-demand reflection. For example, when you're working on something and you feel you aren't performing your best, instead of belittling yourself or pushing harder, you can stop and consider the context. Have you rested enough? Are you hungry? Is there something on your mind or heart? What's impacting your work and can you address it right now to change things? This kind of reflection gives you an opportunity to compassionately and effectively change up what you're doing. As you begin a reflection practice, start by determining what success looks like and feels like for you so you have a baseline. Remember, you're reflecting on your life and your perspective, not someone else's. You need to ask consistent questions so you can better compare the answers as you go. If you have a baseline and you go back to it, you want to ask the questions in the same way. And consider how often to practice based on what's going on and also what you can handle realistically. For example, if things are changing fast in your life, you may want to reflect more frequently. But choose a frequency that feels doable so you can keep the practice up. Consistency is always the key. One word of caution, though, it's easy to get caught up in thinking of what you haven't done. One way to counteract that is to focus on celebrating what you have done, what you've learned, and lean into areas that you want to boost. P.S. That's where gratitude comes in. So what do you ask? If you Google reflection questions, you're going to find them so many and long lists of them. 20 questions, 50 questions, 100 questions to ask to reflect upon your year. I'm distilling it down to 10. You can bump it up, shift it down, adjust it all you want. Remember, this is your reflection time. The key is to take stock of where you've been and where you are so you have the information you need to plan where you want to go next. Also, when you answer these, you don't have to limit yourself. As a multi-passionate, I don't like the singular questions like your favorite, your best, your worst, and such. So 
I am offering you a set of open-ended questions and welcome you to choose a top three or a collection, unless there's one special thing that does stand out. So the steps for questions and reflection. One, when you get ready to do a reflection practice, unless it's like on the go and it's on demand, but when it's something like sitting down to reflect on your year, be sure to set aside the time and the space to do it without distraction. Second, gather up things that will help jog your memory. I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I can't remember what I did this morning or yesterday or last week. And when we accomplish things, it's very quick for our brains to just release that and go and move on to the next thing. So you'll want to look back. If you have a journal, great, you can use that. But you can also flip through that huge collection of smartphone photos that you carry around or you know, wander through your planner, you know, search your events in your Google calendar, wherever it is that you have put information about what's been going on in the past year, you'll want to take a look, review all of it. Now, with all this in mind, consider these questions. What things do you celebrate the most this year? What are jumping out at you as things that excite you and you want to celebrate? What challenged you deeply? And was it expected, unexpected? How did it change you? What joy did you experience? Keep in mind, this is a little different than celebrating. You may celebrate the joy, but really, what lifted your spirits and nourished you and just opened your heart up? How has this year measured up to your expectations? What were your expectations and did it meet it or not? And if so, how? What kinds of things from this year would you like to see more of next year? What kinds of things do you not want to take with you into the next year? What lessons did you learn this year? And mind you, this can be from mistakes made or problematic events, or it could simply be things that you learned because you took classes. What did you feel that you did was a waste of time and energy? And what did you do that took a lot of effort, but you really felt it was worth it? And lastly, where and when did you feel the most you? And here's a bonus question. Is there a song or a quote that could sum up your year that represents how you feel about your year? That's just for fun. Once you've completed this process, you've answered these questions to the best of your ability, could be long or short, it doesn't matter. It's taking the time to think about these answers and not just think about what the answers are, but why. Be sure to schedule the next time that you're going to reflect. And now that you have this practice in place, you can move forward with visualizing your goals and using different tactics to be intentional in the actions that you're taking. So what do you think? Does this sound like a good way to go? It might feel like a lot at first because when you're sitting down to reflect, it's not necessarily straightforward. There are going to be lots of feelings and emotions. Things are going to come up that may not feel that great. Some may be awesome that you're celebrating, but other stuff that didn't go well, that can bring up a lot for you. But that's really important to process through them so that you can release, declutter those emotions, declutter those worries, 
and go into a new phase, a new time, a new year, whatever it happens to be, you can go into that open and clean and and with the space to try something new and different. If this topic resonates with you and you're ready to plan for the year, I recommend also listening to episode 133 on how overplanning may hinder you and episode 82 on the planning mindset you need to create your best year. You may also want to dig into more on gratitude practice. There is an episode of the podcast about it, but you can also access a ton of resources and a presentation on gratitude and how to very simply apply it in your life so you can see the overlap between reflection and gratitude more readily. And you can find that by going to my resources page on the website, positivelyproductive.com. In the next episode, I'll share ways you can easily create a vision board without touching a magazine or including a yacht photo or anything like that. This is not the 1980s. This is a new way to combine science and creativity to visualize and really make your goals happen. And I'll be kicking off January with an episode on one of my favorite alternatives to resolutions, selecting a word of the year. If you'd like support with those, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified when each episode airs. And please know that I'm so grateful for all your support and I always welcome your feedback. So if there's something related to this topic that you'd like to hear in the future, let me know. Going forward, I will be doing more of these solo episodes, just you and me chatting, and I would love to chat about the things that matter most to you. And until next episode, keep making space for what matters, and I'll see you then. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.